0: When I was first ordained and uh, drew the short straw at the parish that I was at to preach Trinity Sunday the first time, I thought, okay, good, I have got that out of the way. And after three years, <laughs> I thought there isn't anything else to say about the Trinity except Father, Son, Holy Ghost, whoever eats the fastest gets the most, uh, which is not very theological, but it's about the only thing that, that we knew. It's, it's a great thing that... Um, the Trinity Sunday is coinciding with our five year anniversary and also with this being the, the first weekend of the month when we have uh, blessings for our birthdays and anniversaries. And I say that because uh, for people of other denominations and even Catholics sometimes who don't get this Trinity thing, I think that one of the easiest ways for us to understand is what we sang in the last verse of the opening song undivided unity and it gives us something for us to reflect upon today. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Trinity, as we call it, you're not going to find that word in the Bible, but you see lots of expressions of God as creator. We see lots of expressions of God as Son because we've got the Gospels, huh? And then with the coming of Pentecost, we see lots of examples of what the experience of the Spirit is. And so we have those movements in our lives. It was at a certain point in Christianity that they tacked the name Trinity on it as a way to kind of hold all those together in tension. But the thing that's amazing about it, and there's been a lot of blood spilled in the early days of the church over over what this meant, but we talk about this concept of three persons in one God. So God is not the Son, the Son is not the Spirit, the Spirit is not the Father. But there's a connection with them, and they are all God, three persons, one God. But they are so intimately bound together that it's one experience of divinity. It's one experience. And so for us, then, that becomes a model for us, whether it's in our families, whether it's in our churches, whether it's in our workplace, whether it's in our nation, whether it's in our world, about what we're called to be. And I think that one of the reasons that sometimes people shy away from this, this idea about unity in this way, is because they think I'm going to get lost. I'm going to get lost. I I have my rights. I have my individuality. Well, the Father, Son, and Spirit didn't lose anything at all. They are who they are. Together, they're the experience of God. But for us, as we take a look at that, sometimes people are kind of reticent to to be a part of things that's kind of like i 'm more important than that, and the kind of relationship that we 're talked about on Trinity Sunday is one that we all need to aspire to. Why do I say that is because we heard last week as we celebrated Pentecost, the thing that will unite us, the only thing that will unite us is the Holy Spirit, and as I mentioned last week, and I mention all the time so that we don 't forget it is that The unity that the church speaks about, the unity that the scripture speaks about, is not uniformity. Uniformity is when we kind of lose ourselves for the greater good. It's not that at all. unity does not mean uniformity. But it's a perfect unity for us to aspire to. And the only way that we can keep that balance between me and we is by doing it the way that God does it. And that is through love. That is through love. Now, what's that mean, Father? Well, it doesn't mean that you bat your eyelashes and say, oh, I really love your pickup or I love your hair. Uh, But it's this idea that we hear in John 3.16 that if you've ever been to a a football game or a baseball game in a big stadium, somebody's always holding up the sign, John 3.16, and it's just because you think there's a bunch of Christians at the game, and it's not What is that? For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that that all who believe in him may not perish but might have eternal life. So the unity that we're talking about, whether it's in our families, whether it's in our marriages, whether it's in our church, whether it's in our world or our nation, is only going to come from sacrifice. And last time I checked, that's not easy. That's not easy. And so we need God's love in order for us to be able to sacrifice that way because if, if it doesn't cost us much, it isn't worth very much. And so a good marriage involves sacrifice. A church, church that's worth its weight in salt involves sacrifice. In a workplace, people who get close together and, and are more effective, that happens because there's sacrifice. And so that's why I think that it's a, it's a great time for us to, to take a look at that, what it means in our own life. And so how do we love, then? Thought you'd never ask. 2 Corinthians uh, 13 and 11 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, mend your ways, encourage one another, agree with one another, and live in peace. That's really what it, what it means to love. So mend your ways. It means that charity begins at home. So you can't be running around saying, you really ought to work on this, and you never look at yourself. So mend your ways. Okay. Encourage one another. So this is not about having people agree with us, but it's you giving them some of your strength. Agree with one another and live in peace. Those are all outward directed. They're never about just me. We live in a I-got-to-be-me society today. And I got to be me flies in the face of community and it flies in the face of Trinity. God the Father doesn't say, I got to be me. The Holy Spirit doesn't say, hey, wait a minute, I got to be me. Jesus didn't say, I got to be me. He always directed it to the Father and as we heard in the gospel last week, the advocate who is going to stay with us as a presence. Trinity is a perfect example of community. Tomorrow I'm going to explore at the Mass at Starmont but what that means really for us as a diocese uh, beginning in 1837 uh, and what it means for us to have a combined existence of these five, five parishes of uh, over, 100, over 789 years of witness between five parishes. None of that happened without sacrifice. None of that happened because people said, I want to be me. It was always about the emphasis. On the we. So as we continue to celebrate today, uh, uh, this celebration of Trinity Sunday, and as we think about uh, our own five-year anniversary and think about all the ways that the Holy Spirit has worked within us in these past five years, we remind ourselves to whatever groups we belong to is that love equals sacrifice. If we're not willing to make the sacrifice, then we must not love it. Him, her, the church, our nation, or the world. We ask God's blessing and grace in the name of the Trinity, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.